Aslan. Hi, hi, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi. <laughs> hi, guys. Today we have Teresa on with us. She's going to be here for the whole conversation and teach us about yeah. boundaries, which is yes. everybody needs. Yeah. yeah. And, and Teresa is, she's on our team at the library. She works at the Ask Desk with us and she is our resident mental health expert, although she's not a <laughs> clinician, but no. she's, yeah. she knows a she lot knows of a stuff. Lot. Thanks. So. Yeah. I'll try. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Uh, so everybody, this is Oranges and Peaches, the podcast. Welcome. This is a Lawrence Public Library podcast. I guess we should mention that. Yeah. We work at the Lawrence Public Library yeah. Ask Desk, uh, where you can come up and ask us literally any question mm-hmm. and we will try to get you the answer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, we're talking about some of the questions that we get and how we go about answering them. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, how did that name come about? <laughs> Oranges oh, yeah. and Peaches. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, Oranges and Peaches, it's like a classic librarian joke. And if you listen to our first episode, you already know what's going on. But we're going to tell it again. I guess. Yeah, we'll catch you up. Just so, yeah. <laughs> so everyone really has it memorized and everyone can like repeat it, you know, when they need to. Okay. So, Teresa. So, Oranges and Peaches. Um Do I remember how it starts? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There's a kid in a library. Kid goes up to a reference librarian at the library. And the kid is like, oh my gosh, I need this book. Uh, It's called Oranges and Peaches. I have a report due tomorrow. And I'm so like, I need this book really bad right now. And the librarian is like, okay, oranges and peaches. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then they do a bit of like, back and forth like okay what do you need it for and it turns out the kid needs it for a science class and so the librarian being like you know like smart and like able to put all the clues together she's like oh okay you actually you need origin of species by (laughs) charles darwin (laughs) and yeah it's like it's a little librarian joke yeah Uh and uh, that's why you do a reference interview Uh ask all the other questions yeah 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 and sometimes you know it's hard to like negotiate the question right like figure out what the question is even for yourself right when you're trying to figure out how to ask a question so that's why okay yeah yeah question is better as a a full conversation with us and we can really find out what you need yeah okay Mm -hmm. so uh, this episode's question comes to us from Vicky. Um, do we want to do updates first? Really? Oh, yes. We got so many updates. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Updates at the beginning. <laughs> okay. Update us, Hazlitt. Okay. We got, we have so many updates. <laughs> okay. Here's one of my updates for everybody. Wait. Oh, I got to turn my paper over. Okay. So first, the first and biggest update is probably that, uh, Yahoo Answers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Yahoo Answers was a website, right, for a while in the 2000s? I don't know. I guess until now. 20-somethings. Yeah, and it was a place, and you might already know this, but in case you don't know, it was a place where you could go and you could ask any question, just like us, just like the library, but you just (laughs) ask, like, like internet crowd. (laughs) Okay, and, um, and so it just shut down, like, it's like three months ago at this point, but, you know, it's pretty recent. And, um, yeah, so we just want to offer, you know, to everyone who used to use Yahoo Answers, you know, you can, you can send us an email instead and ask us your, yeah, your yeah. strange questions. And we are not the anonymous internet and we will actually no. send you, uh, some high quality answers, right. which Yahoo Answers didn't always no. get to that, but no, 
We won't be as Love funny, anyway. maybe. We'll try to be funny. <laughs> but okay, I wanted to share some of the questions. Oh, okay. that, uh, the funny questions. Okay. Um, so questions like this. If you need to ask a question like this, just send it to us, eref at lplks.org. Um, have you ever had a pet that was the equivalent of Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> That's the question from Yahoo know. Answers. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, is he a cowboy? Or, oh. No, I've never seen that I show. I don't even know. Oh, so like a cow. Like. Cow. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like the the vibe equivalent of Walker, Texas Ranger, but right. I don't Kinda know like, if I could really tell you but what, is that? what that is. Yeah. They can't see me with my elbows up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, jaunty kind of cowboy Taking walk. up space. Yeah. Do you, I'm going to have to look up. You must know. What, do you know what Walker, Texas Ranger is, Teresa? I think that was before my time, like okay. in the 70s, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Just this bit about elbows. Or the 80s. I don't know. And this is where, okay. as librarians, well, we would 80s. be looking this up. True. But we don't have a, a way to do that. True. Okay. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Okay. One more. <laughs> okay. One more funny one. Okay. Um, okay. Cheeseburger in a can. Where can I order one? That's it. That's what someone asked on the internet. Hmm. I honestly, I think we would get a question like that. Yeah. At the desk. You can ask us that. We'll figure yeah. it out. We could figure that out. I don't know if, I mean, it, yeah, it must exist. Cheeseburger in a can. Oh yeah. Do know. you just stuff it in a can and put it in the refrigerator or... I mean, it's in a can. Yeah. You probably don't yeah. even need to put it in the fridge. Yeah, she has preserved. Like preservatives. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds okay. really gross. So, so does anyone have any updates to share that are that are perhaps more relevant to the <laughs> library? That was very relevant, but. Yeah. Uh, library stuff. Let's see. We are, we're in summer, so it's summer reading. You can still sign up for it. We got tons of prizes. Um, Yeah. It's, it's on an app called Beanstack, but we can help you sign up for it in the library. So definitely do that. And if you finish, you get some really cool prizes. Yeah. Even if you're an even adult. If, yeah. Even if you're an adult, adults still get prizes. Popcorn. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. So log that reading. Um, let's see. We have added seating back and study rooms and meet, well, a meeting room, um, and it's really nice. It's nice to see the community back and um, yes. faces and yeah, it just feels less tense and feels more um, like we work with the public community and yeah. not like we work with the one person running in to grab like 50 books and then run outside again. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So yeah, it feels really good. And our magazines you can still check out. Oh, true. Yes. Yeah. Just like during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, okay, one other update is we are getting an outreach vehicle in like yes. fall. Yeah. And right now there's a contest to name the vehicle. Um, oh, yeah. And you can get a if prize. If you're good with like snappy, fun, yeah. catchy names. I'm not, yeah. I'm not either. Well, okay. I can't think of anything. Teresa, I thought you had come up with a name. Will you tell us what oh. name you came up with? Did you, is I remember you, yours that you told me, but I don't you think didn't I come did. Up with one. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. You just seemed like you were going to. <laughs> yeah, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. My my name, which uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should like send a a prayer or something. I don't know. Like pre- <laughs> like uh, vote for my name. My name is LP a go go. Like LPL, like the library, LP, a uh, go-go, because it goes. So Yeah. <laughs> nice. LP, a go-go. Okay. 
All right. Those are all the updates. Hazlitt's really trying to get some support for that one. So please vote for it if it comes to if that. If it comes to that. Yeah. Okay. All we right. can't win the gift card, but you guys no. can. So, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought of another update, like our social oh. service hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Like 10 to 12 a.m. in study room five. Oh, yeah. Or not a.m. That would be super super late. late Yeah, ten a.m. to twelve noon. No. Um. Yeah. And what can people do at those hours? Um. So, like a representative from one of the social service agencies will come, and they can ask them questions, figure about the res, figure out, find out about the resource. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like Lawrence Humane Society, I think is Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. On Wednesdays, and then Heartland Radak, I believe, mm-hmm. and Sunrise Project. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and then and a couple others. Yeah, yeah. I think we're still we're still adding folks, so hopefully it gets to like Monday through Friday, ten a.m. to noon. Yeah, and then you just drop in and like see what's Say up. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's a good update. It's good to know. Yeah. Resources our one, our that I brought up. Update. Yeah, our one real. <laughs> no, that's our just our kind of real. real. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> answers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So now it's time for our question. I think. Okay. Yes. Hello. I have a inquiry about the vaccine. My brother is a conspiracy theorist who is bombarding us with messages that we should not get the vaccine. He says that the vaccine is actually a bioweapon that has mad cow in it. He also says that it will change your DNA, et cetera, et cetera. It's the conspiracy theories that are generating right now. I don't, I have responded with a political fact websites and CDC websites, which are, of course are government quote unquote. He thinks are, those are propaganda. Do you have any websites that I can use to figure out how to respond to him? This may be a situation where we just agree to disagree. Thank you. Bye. So this question comes from us or to us <laughs> from Vicky. Um, thank you so much, Vicky. Um, we got this through our eref email. So um you can come into the library and ask us questions. You can chat us through the website. You can call. You can email. There's all sorts of ways, just depending on, like, when you think of your question or how you formulate it or, you know, if it's something sensitive, you want to email us and not be in person. Totally cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And I guess, so to start off, like, answering Vicky's question really directly – I mean, she asks, are there any websites that we can point her to that she can like show to her brother to prove to him that the vaccine is not going to give him bad cow disease, right? Right. And so we do have a bunch of like a bunch of curated websites, vetted websites at the library um, that, you know, if you want to find accurate health information, you can go to them. Um, Ruby, did you want to share some of those? Yeah. um, So one of the things... Our department does, that's super awesome, is we curate, like Hazlitt said, we curate lists on our website of resources. And so we have a health and wellness resource page. It's got all kinds of stuff on there. Um, And one of the things it has is a list of databases for like vetted, peer-reviewed 
good quality health information. Um, so the three that I picked out are health, health source consumer, consumer health complete, and Medline Plus. Oh, I love um, Medline Plus. Yeah. They're always Yeah, they're so great because they're really easy to use and navigate and they're not written for scientists. They're written for mm-hmm. for us on um, regular people lay people <laughs> lay people um yeah. yeah so it's easy to understand information but you know that you're getting something quality as opposed to just kind of mm-hmm. typing something and it's Google. it's like so reassuring especially like as a librarian giving information to people yes. to know that like if I go to Medline Plus like I know that I'm yeah. not giving someone false information or like something that's been manipulated like yeah. this is information we can trust yes. so yeah. So, Especially yeah. with something as important as health. Yeah. 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 And and I wanted to say too, um, Teresa, you've been working with the health kits, right? In yes. the in the health corner. What do we have? Health spot. Health spot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about those at all? About Sure. Like, yeah, we're working on revamping mm-hmm. um um those health kits. So there's like there's two mental health kits. There's one cardiac one, mm-hmm. like heart health. Then like diabetes, and right now we're just starting with the mental health kit. So um, we're revamping them, and we're ordering um, a couple, couple memoirs as well as a couple like more science based books, like factual, practical guides. Because mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes when people are struggling with mental health, it's like, where do I turn? Where's some good information? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're just like it's like a little um, a box. Like I want to call it a mm-hmm. Tupperware, but it's bigger. it looks like Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's got it's like a nicely curated selection, yeah. and you just check out the whole thing, and you don't have to like wander through the stacks. It's mm-hmm. just all there for you, or wander through the internet. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And like, what's important? I think like what's important about curated information and vetted information versus like like. You know, anyone can go on the internet and like Google stuff and like find something probably related to what they're looking for. But like, why is it important? Do we think that, um, you know, that you like use trusted information or you trust information that has been really thoroughly looked at by authoritative people? Yes. What you, oh, was that a question? Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, why? Do, why? 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 Well, I guess like speaking from personal experience, um, I'm able to just sort of like make action steps for my own care in a way that's um, more confident mm-hmm. if I have trust in either the therapist that's telling me something or the book that's suggesting things. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That makes sense. Do you, yeah. Do you I, I was, yeah. I mean, I think with our like the curated kits I think that a huge thing when you're facing a mental or physical health like obstacle um is decision fatigue and you just it's there's so much information Mm -hmm. out there and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. uh, to try to figure out like like Teresa said what are my action steps what are the first things I need to know about this and if you have kit or you're coming to the ask desk and we can make you, you know, a brief list or mm-hmm. get you a little stack of books. Um, you just have somewhere to kind of dip your toe in mm-hmm. and then you can expand out to the world of information, yeah. but it's just good to have like a really competent, high quality 
set of resources to start out with. Yeah. Well, and I would add, I think, yeah, those are great points. I would add that um, a lot of the information you find on the internet, if you're not using a vetted source or a trusted source, like is so, is really manipulated. Like Mm -hmm. people are trying to convince you of all sorts of things that are not true, right. That are just like profitable for them in some way. And yeah, it can be. Yeah, ah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> so there, it, yeah, right. So it can be so hard, like, to know what is credible if you don't know, like, which, like, who's the authority on a subject, or like, what names are red flags, or you know, what mm-hmm. just like things on a website are red flags. So that's also why it's important to come to the libraries because we know about vetting information, right? We know, yeah, what you what you can trust. Yeah, I think we're also kind of looking at. Um, Aaron, you know, our new community resource specialist, I mean, we're working together to revamp these and Mm -hmm. um, we're also sort of looking at um, maybe changing the title of the mental health kits because I've I've gotten feedback that it it may be difficult for somebody to want to take out this big kit that says like mental health on the side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody has any suggestions on different, I thought of mental wellness mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. We need you guys to name stuff for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So that was the first thing we wanted to say was that, yes, there are plenty of sources at the library for, um, for information that you can use to talk about the vaccine, about, about the virus. Yeah. And we will, we'll link to our health and wellness resource page in Mm -hmm. show notes. If you want to click around on there, there's a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I guess the next thing we wanted to say, right. Was that, (laughs) was that, (laughs) so if you, if you want to like become a baby librarian like us, or if you just want to like, <laughs> you know, practice some library skills, um, there are, there are like so many guides to ways that you yourself can vet information that you find on the internet. And um, I guess you could come to the ask desk and we could share like a full one with you. Totally. But I'm just happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We might even have bookmarks. I think we actually have bookmarks in the library that are about misinformation and like things you can do to kind of, um, you know, like flag for yourself when something seems false or manipulative. Yeah, we, I think we have those bookmarks, but, (laughs) but I have, um, I have a few things here that I wanted to share about what you can do if you're just like on Facebook or on social media somewhere and you see a story and you're like, Hmm, I don't know about that. Are we ready for this? This story makes me so mad or so Mm -hmm. scared. Like that's a really good, Mm -hmm. uh, tip that you should yeah. Start looking into it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to explain that more? I think that, uh, oh my gosh, how do I summarize this? Okay. Sites that are run from ad revenue. So uh, they get money uh-huh. for your clicks and your time. Like Facebook. Yes. Um, the things that make you spend a lot of time clicking through something or reading something are headlines that make you really mad or really scared. Um, And that is just like proven to make you click on it and engage with it or share it um, because it gets a strong emotional reaction. So I think if you're scrolling and you find that happening, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have the mental energy, it's super good to take a pause and try to find out like, Mm -hmm. you know, is this is this real or is this kind of 
made to Mm -hmm. freak me out a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. And so some of the ways that you can try to figure out if something is real or not, or if it's just made to like get under your skin, um, there's some really simple things you can do that like people overlook a lot and I overlook it. I mean, everyone overlooks them. Um, and yeah, you'd be surprised, but so you can, you can like check the author of the piece. Um, you can do a quick search on the author, see like, do they have any credentials? Like are the credentials they have related to the claim they're making? Is it even a real person? Is it just a name that they put on like a meme and it's not actually (laughs) real? Is this person a medical (laughs) doctor or not? Yeah. Or Yeah. yeah. Um, you can look at the date of a thing. So often like four or 10 years later, like something will resurface that people are really upset about or people will like share something as if it's brand new. Um, and it's not like, it's not. Um, and if you just look like a little bit deeper into the article or into the thing, you'll find that, oh, this was published in like 2014. It's not exactly relevant to this moment. Um, being seven years ago, being seven years <laughs> yeah. ago, maybe Forever it is relevant, yeah, but it feels like <laughs> probably not quite relevant. Okay. Okay. I'll do one more. Sometimes the headline that they put on an article, um, either just in like the little preview that it makes on social media or on the article itself, like everyone knows that headlines are really sensational. Oh my God. They're sensational, sensational. (laughs) And they have been for forever, right? Like newspapers did this, newspapers still do this. Um, But so sometimes if you like click into the article and read a little bit, even in the first paragraph, you'll find that whatever claim the headline is making is like not true or it's super simplified or it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's representing whatever is going on in the article in a way that it's not, it's not going to make you as angry maybe, or as uh-huh. like sad as you would otherwise be. So maybe it's a good point you make though about mental energy. Like no one is going through Facebook, like looking at every post independently yeah. and being like, okay, let me check the source. Let me check <laughs> yeah, the author. No, they that is not a fair expectation. No. Of Facebook. No. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, just to keep these things in your back pocket and kind of know, yeah. I don't know. And no, you know, if something is making you so angry and you're like, oh, I have to share this, then maybe it's a time to be like, okay, before I spread this further, let me look a little bit you know, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say is if you don't have the mental energy, that's a hundred percent fair. But if you don't have the mental energy, don't share it. Mm -hmm. Just don't keep, don't keep spreading something if you aren't willing to dig into it. Cause you could be, um, sharing something that, you know, someone like Vicky's brother is coming across and Mm -hmm. getting freaked out by and, yeah, it just sometimes does more damage. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, and I wanted to plug a while ago Lisa McClendon, who's a professor of journalism at KU. She did a video for us on how to spot fake news, or it's called real news, fake news, how real news gets made, or something like that. We'll link to it in the show. Yeah, notes. we'll link to it. It's great <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah, if you like are, are at all curious about this or feel at all in your own life like, oh my god, I need to know these things. Yeah, you should watch that video because it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to sum up, yes, we have facts. We have lots of facts. We have fact-checking resources. Real facts, not alternative facts. (laughs) We have all of that. But uh, we want to get back to Vicky's question and the situation that she's coming to us from. And 
just kind of get into this. And uh, I'm just going to start with saying that in this situation, um, I am strongly anti fact checking in the argument. I have read a lot about the psychology of arguing and conspiracy theories and you're gonna spend a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of heartache arguing and you might end up kind of just pushing that person further into what they're believing mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so the so the psychology right is yeah like if you present someone who has a certain view with facts that um oppose that view or like you know, with information that opposes that view, yeah, it tends to like calcify the position in the other person. So they're like digged in, d- dug in deeper, <laughs> further, yeah, <laughs> yeah dug in further, yeah. yeah, to that. And it, yeah. Vicky even mentions that in her question mm-hmm. of, you know, I know the CDC website is government, which will be discarded as propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, okay, so you can't send someone the CDC website because they, will say, you know, this is fake or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that the back and forth of sending each other articles, which I have done so many times, um, <laughs> just it it makes both people upset and frustrated. Mm-hmm. And it is not going to change that other person's mind as much as you want it to. Mm-hmm. And so. yeah. And besides that, besides like not like changing their mind in a way that you want it just like weakens your relationship with that person yeah which like then means that I don't know right if like at any point in the future Vicky's brother is like oh you know actually a lot of people have gotten the vaccine I don't see a lot of mad cow disease emerging out (laughs) in public you know maybe I was maybe maybe I was wrong maybe something about this was wrong then like if Vicky you know has been this whole time being like you're wrong. She's not like this. She's not <laughs> yeah, saying no, this. Yeah, no, Vicky, not at all. <laughs> but, we're not. We're not critiquing right. your approach at all. Um, yeah, but if so, but yeah, you know, yeah. I think um, this kind of brings us to talking about. Okay, that's what you don't do. But what do you do in this situation that is really mm-hmm. stressful? And you know, the vaccine has has changed our lives so much already, and we want our family and friends to be safe. So. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, of course, understand wanting to argue this point with someone, but Mm -hmm. um, there are some things you can do and they might not be as satisfying as fact checking someone, but they might be more effective, um, Mm -hmm. which is to really try to stay neutral about the the issue at hand. So, um, yeah, and and Teresa is going to talk a little bit about like how how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other point I wanted to make really quick is that, um, we're often swayed more by stories than we are by facts, (laughs) by like Mm -hmm. bullet point facts or, you know, the CDC website. Um, I think you are really influential in, um, other people's lives. And part of that is kind of the narrative that you use. Um, And so I know in my own life, I had some family members who were pretty worried about the vaccine. They weren't really sure they were going to get it. Um, And I had a lot of conversations with them about it. Um, But one of the huge factors in them getting it was me talking about being really excited to get it. Um, 
and I wasn't like arguing about, you know, the safety of it. I was just like, I am thrilled to get this. I can't wait until it's my turn. Um, you know, and talking about my friend who is an ICU nurse and saying, you know, she got it. I'm so happy for her. She's doing great. You know, her arm's a little sore, but other than Mm -hmm. that, awesome. Um, and it was that, it was that excitement instead of fear that I think helped kind of change their minds. So yeah, focus on the story rather than the the that's so, that's so like yeah. heartwarming too uh-huh. like if you just you know that's sweet yeah okay yeah so I I um I was thinking I don't know if you were mentioning Ruby earlier about maybe it was you Hazlitt about like finding the pause like before you share something mm-hmm. or before you react um or um and how that can be helpful and I I actually in preparation for this podcast. I watched this uh, great courses thing on Ooh, canopy. Yeah. Oh yeah, canopy. Oh yeah. It was awesome, and it was called fighting misinformation, digital media literacy, and it went over a couple things that I thought were really interesting. One of them is that like the area of the brain that registers pain like lights up when your beliefs are challenged. Ooh. So it's like oh well. I mean, I, I kind of know that people like to avoid pain in general. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> including myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that can be like one extra contextual clue, mm-hmm. and then also like what I was mentioning earlier, like in the pause. So if you're talking to somebody who um, is struggling with information, maybe, or you see that there's some maybe erroneous assumptions there. Um, it can help if you, if you name, like you go inward, right. Instead of outward. So it's like you name whatever emotion you're feeling, whether that's like frustration or anger. And the idea is according to this great courses thing that it's name it to tame it. Hmm. Um, so just by naming the emotion, you're able to work with it in a more conscious way. Um, rather than reactive. And then it actually turns on the executive functioning in the, I think it's the frontal lobe. Yeah. So. I don't know anything about brains. Yeah, but that sounds right. Yeah, anyways. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, name it to tame it. And then, you know, going into a little more on, on what that can be like for, for, um, a family member who's concerned for the person that may not want to get the vaccine. Um, you know, just considering your own boundaries and, you know, is this conversation something that I can, I can handle in a healthy way right now. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is what Vicky gets at right in her question when she says like, I guess we might have to agree to disagree, but it's like, what does that mean? in practice, right? Do you just sure. like not talk about it ever or, you know, yeah, that's, like what's the boundary you set? Yeah. So the part of boundaries are f- figuring out like, you know, what your values are because they're related. Mm-hmm. So, so if your value is like self-care and you know, you're going through a rocky time and having this conversation is just going to deplete you further. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not, you may decide that hey, this week I'm just going to avoid the conversation. I'll redirect it or I'll just be even more, um, what's the word? 
uh, I guess, direct, direct with the person that, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't a um, conversation I want to have about mm-hmm. that. But hey, why don't we do such and such or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just reaffirming like you're important to me. I just can't have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what you say about naming your emotions in that situation too, is really good to say like, I am so frustrated with my brother, (laughs) but I love him. And so I'm going to like, this is how I'm going to approach this. Like makes it easier. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's such a good first step is like, okay, how am I feeling? Mm How is this affecting me? And then recentering and like, you know, if it's a stranger on the internet, I don't, I don't want that <laughs> yeah. person in my life. I don't care. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. blocked. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. you know, your brother is an important yeah, person. Right. And yeah, it's like, I think part of Vicky coming to us with this question is, is like, how do I maintain this relationship, but not mm-hmm. <laughs> maintain this argument? Basically. Yeah. 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 That's so true about people on the internet. Like you don't need to fight with them. Don't, no. It's not worth it. <laughs> What's the payoff? I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, um, yeah. And then like, I don't know, going back to boundaries, it's, there's, I, I thought it was interesting because I, I was using the BetterHelp like employee assistance mm-hmm. program for a mm-hmm. while. Um, and that was, that was helpful. Um, <laughs> helpful with BetterHelp. <laughs> um, but but they have these like little hour long seminars that you can sign up for. And one of them was on like boundaries. Mm. And this person went into the different types of boundaries. Like there's physical, there's emotional, sexual materials, um, time and intellectual. And so I think about like the intellectual boundaries in this context and mm. what that means um, on both sides. And I think uh the way that he had described it in this presentation was was that you stay away from like belittling or demeaning the other person's mm. um, views or, uh, or opinions, um, and it doesn't mean that you accept what they're saying or believe what they're saying. You just don't tell them. Well, that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Vicky's aware of that, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, but sometimes that can be hard if we're. Like on the internet. Right. <laughs> well, even with my, oh, sorry, family, even with my own family, it's, it's hard not to jump to that. Like, oh, that's just so right. stupid. Yeah. But or it is. Whatever. Sure. Like, yeah. It is. Yeah. Like the more seriously you take it though, the more you can like, cause a lot of things like this, like if you just dig a little bit, it's like, oh, well that doesn't add up. And actually this doesn't add up either. Mm-hmm. And so like, probably it's not true. And so like the more seriously you take something actually with someone um then maybe yeah the more you can kind of like work together in a way that's collaborative and not <laughs> right you know butting heads to say oh well that actually doesn't add up yeah sort of like taking right. the other person's um perspective mm-hmm. like giving weight to it no matter mm-hmm. what they're saying it's like it's coming from somewhere mm-hmm. it's like where is it where is it coming from right Without, yeah, without saying like, oh, okay, yeah, I believe this too. Like without like jumping on the. Right. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Is that? I think, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's one of those things that um, is so hard to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. But it's, I feel like the more you practice it and the more you remember to especially check in with yourself at the beginning and like mm. just, you know, see if you're up for it or right. if you're just, you'd rather 
do something else. So, yeah, do something yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to recommend a podcast on a podcast, oh, but oh. Um, <laughs> there's a great episode um, of maintenance phase. I don't know if anyone's listened to that, but I I'm obsessed. Um, they talk about like conspiracy theories and health and wellness scams, um, especially around like dieting and super fascinating. Um, and they do like deep, deep research into it. It's from, um, one of the folks who does you're wrong about, which is is my (laughs) other favorite podcast. Um, but anyway, they have this episode, um, where they interview this journalist, Mike Rothschild, and he talks about, um, like, what to do if you have someone in your life who's like bought into a conspiracy theory. Um, and he really stresses, you know, boundaries like we just talked about. Um, but also the importance of like, if, if your boundaries allow, um, maintaining a relationship with that person in as neutral a way as possible, um, and giving them the opportunity to, you know, hopefully one day kind of start to question that conspiracy theory belief um, and you are a respectful, neutral person in their life who, you know, as Teresa said, like you're not belittling them. You're mm-hmm. you are respecting their intellectual path, even if you mm-hmm. don't agree with some of the things they believe in. But you're a person where, you know, often when people are believing wild conspiracy theories and telling people about them they end up very lonely and their only community is that conspiracy theory community and yeah. so it can be really scary for them to leave mm-hmm. um and if you're someone in their life who you know has said okay I don't I don't believe this I don't want to talk about this but you know I love you and I'm here for you um then you're that person that they can come back to you and say, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. this isn't adding up. I'm right. a little confused about this. Like, right. let's talk about it. So it's like, it's not about owning the person. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like respecting, yeah. Yeah. Autonomy and yeah. Sorry. So just, you just have that hope, but mm-hmm. yeah. And it's tough too. Cause it's like, there are real consequences if, mm-hmm. if people aren't following health mm-hmm. guidelines. Right. On but the other hand, we've seen it doesn't, work uh-huh. like yeah, can't just like throw yeah. articles at someone no. so that yeah. would be great if that worked. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah well th- I think thank you so much Vicky for your question yeah thank you yeah. it's really yeah it's really hard mm-hmm. like generates so much anxiety for everyone I think but also especially for librarians because we are you know we want everyone to have the right information <laughs> and not like yeah, information that's just trying to make you angry. Um, should we talk about what we're reading really quick? Yeah, I'd love to. What are you reading, Teresa? Um, well, I just finished uh, First We Make the Beast Beautiful about anxiety. Uh, uh-huh. And I was just caught by the cover because it's like an octopus. I shelve that book all the time and it makes me so happy. <laughs> I still haven't read it, but oh, I love the cover. It's I beautiful. loved it, yes. <laughs> cool. Oh, good, good. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, the Essential Dykes to Watch Out oh, For by yeah. Alison Bechtel yeah. from the 80s. Well, mm-hmm. she started in the 80s making these oh. um, graphic drawings and she's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. A couple others, but I don't, nah. I'm not going to yeah. talk about <laughs> yeah. it. You've always got a stack. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, in your emails, it's always like reading <laughs> this and this and, and this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mean, by the way, if anyone wanted to, to thank Vicky, I didn't mean to jump right over it. How about you, you say thank you? Jeez, fine. Um, no, really, I I have a lot of thoughts that I wrote in my notebook about like community and strength in community and thinking about that a lot as we're, you know, back open and lots more people are in the building. But I think that one of the biggest, um, you know, antidotes to misinformation is having a strong community of diverse people. And I think that when... Vicky came to us with this question like that took a lot of vulnerability you know you're talking about a really stressful Mm -hmm. situation in your family um and you've come to your public library like it just Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I could go on about it forever but Mm -hmm. it just it makes me so happy and Mm -hmm. I think it's super important that you know we all remember to like reach out to each other and reach out to our community and Mm -hmm. and keep those conversations alive because yeah. yeah, it's a it's a big deal. And it it means a lot to us when you ask us questions right. at the desk. Like I, right. I get a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to bug you or this is probably a stupid no. question. And I'm like, please ask yes. me. Right. I love right. hearing from people. Yeah. Like not only is this our job, but this is like what we like to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, here. we're in this job. So yeah. I love it. And it's like not only happy, like I feel like a question like this that, yeah, like shows this connection between just between all of these things. It's like, it doesn't make me just happy. It's like fulfilled. Right. And like yeah. the sense of like, yeah, like something big, right. It's almost spiritual. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a hilarious segue into what I'm reading. Yay. Okay. Uh, um, this is going to make it sound depressing or something, but it's not. I do love this job. It's great. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I am reading or I just finished reading. There's no such thing as an easy job, uh-huh. which is like a new release, um, new release book. Yeah. Uh, it's by Kikuko Tsumura, which I'm probably hmm. mispronouncing. Um, but it's her first full length novel that's been translated into English. And I thought it was her debut novel, and it's not. She's written a ton of stuff, but it's all in Japanese. Mm. So if mm. someone, uh, you know, can translate yeah. that for me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just hoping it's it's popular enough in the U.S. that more stuff gets translated because she's had a long career. But anyway. So if everyone listening to this podcast buys two copies. Yeah, just two. That'll work. That's fine. <laughs> and then get a friend to buy two. Yeah. And we'll have like a... Pyramid. Yeah. Okay. Very <laughs> just for this book. Um <laughs> But yeah, the book is about um, a woman who like burns out of her job in social work and she goes to a recruiter and is like, just give me the easiest job Mm. Um, because she's gotten so emotionally invested in her job and it's just like burn her out. Um, And so the book is a series of, I want to say like four different, four or five different jobs um, that are all like weird and kind of hellish in their own way um but totally fascinating kind of surreal um but it is just like I'm absolutely obsessed with it it's it's one of the most incredible like narratives of your internal monologue while you're at work and you're like oh I didn't pack a lunch today or like oh (laughs) I'm so scared scared to ask my boss for the day off or like whatever just these like anxious 
running thoughts about work and how work is going and yeah yeah it's it's i'm making it sound boring but it's so awesome (laughs) i love it so much um yeah sounds good highly recommend okay i want to read it um okay i'm reading i'm really i'm just reading so nk jemison finally like we i feel like everyone recommends nk jemison all the time because she won like three hugo awards right Mm. in a row which was like the biggest deal ever and sci-fi anyway so I'm just I just read the fifth season, which is the beginning of one of her trilogies. I don't remember which one. And now I'm reading the second one, which is called the Obelisk Ob- Obelisks. Oh my gosh. It's like Obelisks Gate. Um and they're kind of like Octavia Butler-esque. So it's like dystopian mm. world. It's like dystopian future, maybe, but like many millennia in the future. Um, and there are like if you've seen Avatar, The Last Airbender, has mm-hmm. anyone? Have you, okay. Well, so. Yeah, in, we're an Avatar house. Good, for me sure. too. Okay. We'll get you in on it. Too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. With well, the blue, the blue guy? No. No. Wrong. Some other Avatar. Yeah, other different. one. Okay. It's better. Well. <laughs> Just showing my age. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Anyway. Is it a generational thing or? No. I don't oh. know. Uh, Probably. Oh. I don't know. We're not that far <laughs> apart in age, but. Anyways. Okay. So anyway, so this won't make any sense to... Anyway, this is a connection I made to this book that I'm really excited about. So in Avatar, you know, there are benders of all the elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And in the this series, the fifth season series, it's like everyone's... Not everyone, but like there's a certain group of like class of people who are earthbenders, basically. And they can like make earthquakes what? and they can like quell volcanoes and they're like kind of shunned, but they're really powerful. And so it's like all about... Whoa. It's just, you know, it's like straight sci-fi fantasy. It's pretty good. So you can quell, like, you can stop volcanic yeah, like eruptions. And there's, like, romance. Oh. You know, there's, like, all these fun relationship dynamics and, like... That sounds World building. What's another librarian buzzword? <laughs> um, fiction. Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're really good. And so now I know we recommend N.K. Jemisin all... Or at least I do. I'm all, I recommend N.K. Jemisin all the time for a reason. So... Kate oh, I thought of a one other book. Okay, um, Failure is an option. Oh, good. And it's it's written by H. John Benjamin, who incidentally, Aww. you know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does the voice on Bob's Burgers and a whole oh. bunch of other. Yeah, he's a dad. he does a lot of voice oh. acting. Yeah, but That's it was fun. it was great. It was like during the winter when things are kind of a slog and stuff that I read it, and it was just so good because it's like yeah. Look at it's a memoir, but he's like, "Hey, all these things happen, and I failed at them, but it was funny, mm-hmm. and now I can tell a story, and it doesn't matter." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's Good. in an orange cover. Ah, oh, okay, orange yeah. book. Yeah, orange right. book. Good. Yeah. Well, these books are. These books don't have a color. Do your books have a color? Your book. Uh, this color is. <laughs> color. This cover of this book is really nice. It's like a really beautiful blue and a beautiful pink and then there's a young woman who just has her like head down on a desk Ah. (laughs) she's kind of spilling out to the sides yeah um yeah it felt funny to read it at work (laughs) yeah yeah during my breaks obviously you know obviously we don't (laughs) yeah okay well i think uh i think we're done yeah all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to that Teresa. Was fun. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you to sure. Vicky. My pleasure. Thank yes. you to Ruby. 
Thank, thank you, you to Hasley. We'll thank, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners. Now we should yeah. put our hands in the middle and oh. like get in the neck. Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. One, two, two three. three. Oranges and peaches. Oranges, Oranges and peaches. And peaches. Okay. Origins of species. Yes. Origins of species. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Tune in next month for another episode of Oranges and Peaches. Find the show notes on lplks.org and don't forget to subscribe. And please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our info librarians are Hazlitt Henderson and Ruby McKinnon Love with theme music and editing by Joel Bonner. This has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.